On this episode of the Tough Juice Podcast, I had the privilege of sitting down with a friend that I've never met before, Luis Guzman. And uh, he talked about so many things. And I'm telling you, there's so many layers to Luis where you're talking about uh, his importance of giving back and his charitable contributions uh, being from the east side of New York City and how he's able to, you know, just give back in major ways in the times that we live in. And he also talked about his outlook on farming and how he's producing, you know, real quality things at this time and how he's educating himself while we're sitting in quarantine. You do not want to miss this episode and how he felt co-starring in one of the classic films, Carlito Way, with the legendary Al Pacino. Tune in to the Tough Juice Podcast on the Himalaya app, wherever you get your pods. So first and foremost, I'd just like to thank you for coming on the show, brother. And it's a pleasure and honor. You know, I've been a fan of your work for quite some time. You know, we had a mutual friend where I reached out and he told me that he knew you. And I was like, bro, we got to get them on. So thanks for coming on the show. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me, brother. And, uh, you know, back at you, I, I, I've seen you play over the years. Uh, I think I had a couple of courtside games in New York. And uh, you did a good job of burning my team. So no ill feeling coming from me. But you're the man. And uh, I'm just honored to be here with you too, man. Yeah, I appreciate that, brother. So, like, I want to start off with, you know, this huge pandemic happening and going on. Uh, what have you been doing during this time? Um, I read a, I, I read a couple of Dr. Seuss books online, you know. Um, uh, I send videos out to, like, first responders, um, checking up on family, checking up on friends. Uh, here at home, I live here with my daughter, and she's taught me how to make bread, you know, and she got a whole oh, indoor, wow. indoor growing, and we're growing, we're growing vegetables and and uh, spices and stuff like that, you know, um, and uh, just working outside as much as I can, Re- reading, you know, uh, yeah. I spoke to a friend of mine a little while ago, and I go, yeah, man, I'm just waiting for my parole hearing to come up to see when I can get out, you know? We all on parole now. Yeah, no kidding, no kidding, you know? And, um, you know, it's, 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 um, it's, it's a wake-up call. This is all a wake-up call to all of us. And, um, it's 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 crazy in the sense that um you know the whole world is in a panic right but this is not the first time that this has happened you see and um but I also feel that this is a way are, are you hearing me yes I'm hearing you okay you know this is this is to me and to people I know and members of my family. It's like this is like the earth itself giving us a wake up call to say, yo, you people are riding on me and you're abusing me and you're not treating me right. 
And I'm not throwing this out at you, but this is something that you created and you guys are going to have to fix it. You know, um, people don't realize all these, all, all these influences, all these viruses that come, they come from animals and they get somehow transferred into humans, you know? Um, yeah. That's, that's how, you know, the, that's what the bird flu was, you know, that's what the swine flu was, you know, that, that's what the Spanish influenza was. That's what the black plague was. The black plague was because it's the black plague in Europe was because people and rats were living together. And so, wow. you know, um, but at the same time, Quran, this has taught me anyway a lot about survival. You know, because people that live in the cities, as far as I'm, I'm concerned, they're the ones that have it the hardest. You know, because I mean, yeah. who would ever think? Who would ever think people were going to be fighting over toilet paper? You know, wow. Who who would ever think? people were going to be fighting over toilet paper. You know, who would ever think that, you know, I have friends of mine calling me to say, yo, Lou, because I put on a video of showing my end product from making bread. And one of my buddies said, yo, bro, because of you, I learned how to make bread. You know? Wow. And bread is one of the most basic things that we can make. Think about it. You know? That is crazy. Um, where did you post that? At? Did you post it on social media or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I posted on my Instagram. My Instagram is, is okay. Louis Louis from the Hood. L O U E Y from the Hood. Gotcha. Um, I'm at to check but, that out. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and like I, I mean, there's things happening in this world because of this pandemic. My friends that live in Los Angeles are telling, bro, I never seen the sky so blue in L.A. You know, um, I hear people in Venice that they see fish in the canal. They haven't seen fish in years there. I hear, wow, mountain goats are taking over towns in like Scotland and, and, and great, you know, it's like, it's like, you know, the earth is turning and it's teaching us, you know. Um, but I'm also, I, I gotta say this, my mom, my mom, God bless her, she lives in New York City. She's 80 years old. She works in a hospital. When this whole thing broke, I called my mom and said, Mom, I'll go pick you up or bring you up here. She says, no, I'm happy where I am. I'm going to work. I want to be helpful. You know? And every day I call mom just to make sure that she's okay, you know? Uh, it's trippy. Uh, I lost one of my aunts last week. Um, I've had acquaintances that have passed away, a couple of friends that have passed away from this, you know, and um, and 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 you know, I tell you what, Quran, this is all about science and nature. This is not about politics, you know. A virus doesn't care about politics. A virus cares. This virus, and what people don't realize, yeah, it goes after the weak. He goes after people that have conditions, right? But what yeah. people don't realize about this virus, it's really looking for healthy people to see how it can penetrate them. And a lot of people don't realize that. 
Every once you, every once in a while, you're gonna hear, oh, a 12 year old kid died, a baby died, a 20 year old who was in perfect health, because the virus does figure out how to attack even healthy people. You that's, see, that's a that's a hell of a, a statement and what you're saying. And you know, for those who have, you know, a lot of healthy people out there in the world, but for those who are out there that have underlying health conditions, what is your advice to them to, you know, put themselves in the best possible position to fight this virus? Man, drink a lot of hot tea, no dairy, no processed food, you know, um, uh, do yoga, stretch out, you know, take deep breaths, stay active. They try to stay active, you know, um, uh, eat a lot of fruits and vegetables. Please stay away from fried food. Um, that, that, that's my best, best advice. Drink lots of water, rest, you know, take a deep breath, de-stress. That's, that's extremely important. Yeah, man, because it's like... You know, this is not the time to become a couch potato in your life. No, because, because because the reality is the more you circulate your body, the better. Because, God, you know, look, there are people that have gotten sick and that have gotten through it. I know a few. Those have been a few of my friends, you know. But that's because, wow. again, some of them are active. You know, some of them, like I said, listen. Processed food and meat, you got to eliminate right now. You should eliminate them, period. But, but like I said, um, uh, vegetables, deep greens, you know, uh, fruits, blueberries, all the berries you can eat, apples. Um, yeah, and and um, these things are important, you know. Listen, you go to a suit when... When this really hit and I went to the supermarket, you know, I noticed one thing. What's that? To- toilet paper was gone. Uh-huh. Bread was gone. You know, I want like a, all the disinfectants were gone. But when you went into the fruit and vegetable, there was in abundance. In abundance. So what does that tell you? People are not eating healthy. You know? You go into a place yeah. and there's fruit and vegetables and you can have all that stuff, but people are going to, you know, pick up all the processed stuff, frozen pizza, you know, chicken McNuggets and all that stuff. That's not healthy living. You see, what this is teaching us, and if we're not learning, take the lesson. The lesson is, the lesson is we need to uh, be more active and pursue a healthy lifestyle. A healthy lifestyle, because listen, this is taking out people that have asthma, that have diabetes, that has heart conditions, you know? Um, uh, 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 underlying health issues, you see? Sometimes you can't do anything because, like I said, some of these people are in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. Their bodies can't fight this virus. But all of us that are young, all of us that are young, we need to see the lesson and not get older 
and end up with all these underlying conditions, you know. Um, so you know, and and you know, I was speaking to another friend of mine, and and it's like all these parents are now have become teachers, you know. I'm one now of you, them. I'm one of okay? them. Okay, <laughs> okay. You know what I'm saying? Have 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 have, have they? Uh, have they yelled out for a fire drill yet at your house yet? No, like, <laughs> you know, but 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 the thing is, the other the other reality is, listen, man, this is a time to get back to family, you know, to hash things out, to look each other in the face, to enjoy each other's company, to get reconnected. You see, um, it's unfortunate that it takes a situation like this for that to happen, you know. Yeah. But it's but it's happening. It's being dealt to us, and we as humans have to deal with it the best way we possibly can, you know. Um, uh, and 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 it's shown us a lot. It's shown us a lot, you know. I mean, look, uh, 16 million people, 18 million people have filed for unemployment, so. I'm assuming out of those 16, 18 million people in this country that filed for unemployment, how many of those people have lost their health care? You know, that's another thing. You yeah. know, how many, how many of those 18 million people have lost their health benefits? Because now they can't work. But here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. The people that are working are those people that the minimum that work in those supermarkets, that work in those pizza shops, you know, that, that are still showing up to work, you know, to provide food to the masses. And That's those real. and those $15 an hour people or less, they don't have health benefits either. You know, it's not, it's not, you know, I'm not politicizing this, but I'm saying this is, this is this is what happens to our humanity when we're not taking care of it. You know, this is not something to be politicized. You know, because people are dying. You know, people are people are in a panic. People are in a fear. But one thing that we should never forget: this is an opportunity for us to really look and to see what what's my part in all this. You know, how can I make things better, you know, for myself, for my family? How can I become a better person? How can I help that person become a better person? You know, do I learn how to grow food in an apartment? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yeah. You know, you I'm I'm growing I'm, tomatoes. I'm growing scallions. I'm growing a whole bunch of stuff. You know, my daughter's teaching. I have a 24, 25-year-old daughter who's teaching me. Say, okay, pop. Brass tax. Let's learn how to do this, you know. And that's that that that's amazing. And I want to touch on that when you talk about the growing of food and eating processed food. And I want to also talk about something that you touched on was us doing our part. Like, did the experience with what happened with all the devastation that prepare you on how to be helpful in a moment of crisis like this? you know, here in America? Well, here's what happens. In, in a moment of crisis like this, Quran, it's like what, what happens, 
we're in a lockdown. Yeah. So, you know, it's not like I can run to the Salvation Army or I could run to my local church up here and help serve meals and stuff like that because we have to social distance, you know. As far as like what happened in Puerto Rico and preparing me for this, you know, a, a hurricane, a hurricane, believe it or not, you can survive. This virus is a different, it's a different animal, it's a different creature, you know. Once it gets into you and it gets into your lungs, it's pretty bad at that point. You know, if especially if your body can't fight back. You know, um, um, I know we're not comparing our hurricane to a virus, but but um it's just two different things, you know. But but it had one thing in common. Mother Nature, Mother Earth. You see? She's talking to us. She's telling us, you know, um, it's real. But, you know, again, my concern also becomes like people out of work. People don't have health benefits. The families don't help have health benefits. What if you get sick? You know, how do you get tested? You know, there's too much bureaucracy, you know. And then this whole bailout thing and families getting a $1,200 check. I don't think $1,200 will do anything because the majority of people, that's more than their rent, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And we got people in this country that literally are paycheck away from being broke, you know? And that's a reality. Really... That is a reality, yeah. you know? Um, yeah, you know? And so these are things that we got to address. We got to address... How do we, as a country, as a people, as a humanity, how do we make ourselves healthier? You know, I think, I think, listen, there, there's a whole thing going on with parents don't want their kids vaccinated, you know, because a lot of kids come out autistic from vaccinations. What does that tell you? That I think the whole world of vaccination and those people that are creating these vaccines are getting lazy, are getting sloppy, and people are suffering from that. You know, we didn't hear this sloppiness and all this 20 years ago, 20 yeah. years ago. I mean, look at how autism, just autism alone, has taken off. You know, the ratio now is much greater than 20 years ago, and, and some people attribute that to vaccines. You see? And so, and so what happens? What happens is we don't know what's going to happen if they come up with a vaccine for this coronavirus. We don't know. And if they do come up with a vaccine, are they going to be careful enough? Are they going to be transparent? Are they going to be totally focused to make sure they're protecting the public, they're protecting humanity? You know, that's a big challenge that they have. You know, and now they're trying to figure out what drugs, what drug combination will help people out. You know what? Okay, fine. Drug combination, but you got to go back. You got to go back. And it's like, yo, these viruses are coming from animals and they're being somehow, somehow, they're, somehow they're affecting humans. You see? If this... No. 
this supposedly started in China. Why is it now that New York City has become the epicenter if this started in China? You know? Yeah. Um, that's the that's a mystery to me of how a virus like this can come from a place in China, from a meat market in China, which is which is, I believe, the assumption, or I don't know if it's fact, but that's what I hear. How does that end up affecting all the way in New York City, all those people? And there's over, what, 12,000 deaths in New York City alone now? Which is crazy. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. You know, so so we need to look at humans like, oh, you know what? How do we better this planet? How do we better ourselves? You know, how do we take care of ourselves and stuff? What do we have to do? You know? Politicians are not the answer to this. You know, I totally agree they, with that. They don't understand the science. They don't understand nature. They understand politics. And you, politics has nothing to do with this. You can't rush science either. And like what happened, what happened in your life uh that you know pretty much put you in a position where you pivot into like growing food and stuff like that. Cause I know or understand that you're a farmer as well. And you have uh, a lot of land and, and acres uh, that you're working on in farming in Vermont and all the stuff that you're doing. And you talk about your daughter that's helping you learn how to make bread and do all these things. Like when did that happen for you in your life where you knew the importance of just growing your food and not eating processed food? Um, I think it started with me actually a few years ago. Uh, I remember one, I, I went to get an orange. I bought some oranges back from the supermarket because I love oranges. And I started eating an orange and it tasted like an orange, but there was something else going on. And what was going on was that I could actually taste the pesticide in the orange. You wow. know? Because my palate is like that. My palate, for some reason, I, I could taste something. You know, look, you know what an apple tastes like. You know what an orange tastes like. You know what a banana tastes like. You have smelled pesticides, bug spray and stuff. We mm -hmm. know what that stuff smells like. But when you eat into an orange and you have the slightest hint that, oh, wow. Because they do spray pesticides on crops. So that's one thing. Yeah. And I say, and I say, you know what? The best thing, the best food that you can have is the food that you grow yourself or that your neighbors or that you go to a um farmers market and stuff, you know? Because because you you know, let me ask you, Karan, have you ever you like tomatoes? You eat tomatoes? Yeah, I eat tomatoes. So you ever you ever one day find yourself eating a tomato and you say, oh my God, that tastes like a real tomato. You know? Yeah, like because this is the it, best tomato I ever had. <laughs> right. It, right. Because because like I said, they they are genetically changing food so much. The you know, the whole food source is changing. We get we get fruits now that don't have any seeds in it. That's genetic. Mm. You know, the best food that you can eat. And you know what? Here's the deal. Because 
If you get grapes and they have seeds, people now see seeds as an inconvenience. Yo, without seeds, you don't live. <laughs> if you don't have <laughs> seeds to replant some of this stuff, you know, you, we got problems, you know? And then also think right. about this. Those places that are growing, then they really have control over the population because it's like they're the ones putting out seedless fruit because they control the food chain. So in order for me to try to gain control of my own food, yeah, I'm learning to grow. Like I said, we're growing lettuce, we're growing scallions, you know. We got a couple of hens that lay eggs and stuff like that, you know. We get flour, we make bread, our own bread. You see, this whole coronavirus has really taken us back to the roots that we, that our parents and our grandparents had when they had to live in survival mode and learn to grow food and learn to make bread and stuff like that, you know? And one more thing about processed food. You know, I can't believe that our country is the only country here that allows corn syrup and high fructose in our foods. Those, those two things alone are responsible for diabetes, heart disease in this country. You go to Europe, you go to Latin America, there is no corn syrup in their food. There is no high fructose in their food. You know, the best example that I could give you, you take a bottle of Heinz ketchup from this country and you look up the ingredients and you take a bottle of Heinz ketchup from, let's say, Ireland, and look at the ingredients, and it's the same company, okay? Uh-huh. But here, but here they add corn syrup and high fructose. It's not allowed in places outside the United States. You know? Oh, wow. And, 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 and so another thing, Quran, our bodies, our livers, are not meant to break down processed food. You know? Yeah. It's a fact. It's a fact. What happens is is processed food when 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 food or whatever hits your liver, it's gonna process all that stuff, right? But because it's processed, it the liver says, No, I'm not gonna allow this. So you people of a film forms around people's liver. And 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 you know. People nowadays, you look at people that they're obese or they're, it's not fat, but they're, their bodies are around it in a weird way. That's because of all the processed food that we have inside our bodies that are not breaking them out. I'll give you another example, and this is going to blow you away, okay? Yeah. In the, in the late 1800s, the early 1900s, if somebody died of a crime or something, they had two, three days to go and exhume that body before it start decomposing. You go today, and it's somebody from a victim of a crime scene, you could go back almost a year from the day that person got buried, and that body is still intact. Why? Because of all the food preservatives. That is crazy. Yeah. No, it's true. That's, that's a scientific fact, too, right? Yeah, bro. That's real. 
Yeah. Look at all the look at all that, the projects. Yo, you're giving me like you're giving me some real lessons right now. Oh, bro. Dang. Well, I'm, and I'm, this is I'm something waiting. that you was at, like, who was teaching you this? Mm. Um, who was I educating lot, you on this? Who? I do a lot. I do a lot of reading. I, I I just look up stuff. I look up stuff on YouTube. I I Google stuff. My daughter gives me articles to read. You know, my son gives me stuff to read. Um, yeah, you know, um, like I said, you know, it's it's crazy. Look. I grew up. I grew up in a Puerto Rican household, in New York City, and every dinner, mom would put a, a big bottle of, of of cola that we had with our meal. But back in those days, I mean, I'm not I'm not advocating for that, but back in those days, cola didn't have corn syrup and fructose. It was sugar cane, you know. Yeah. But now, you know, I see people drink soda. And I say, yo, you should take a chicken bone and see what that soda will do to that chicken bone in a matter of days. That's what we're putting into our bodies, you know? And like I said, you know, that's why that's why as people get older, they start getting sicker from all these things. And then a virus like this shows up and then they're done. They're done. So we need to go back again. Look at what our food sources are. We need to we need to better the food source for our people here, you know, get rid of pesticides, get rid of processed stuff, get rid of fructose, get rid of, get, get rid of uh, 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 corn syrup. These are things that are damaging the population, you know. The United States is one of the most obese countries in the world. Yeah. I, and I've seen that because I, you know, just like yourself, I travel the world. I've been a lot of places and that's something that's glaring that stands out. And I've been like on a huff, on, on a healthy, this trend, me and my family, uh, my, my daughter a year ago was diagnosed with type one diabetes and she had an underperforming pancreas and her body doesn't produce insulin. So us collectively, we all was diagnosed with diabetes in our minds because we had to right. change the curve of our habits for her and eat healthier for her and, and, and give her the needs of all the things that she needed and wanted. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm hearing and I'm feeling everything you're saying because our whole family had to make a huge adjustment because for generations, we've got away from what we did in the South where I grew up on you know, farms and stuff like that. And then we got to the fast paced life and then we started eating processed food. And now we went back to the root of, you know, eating healthier. Yeah, we, we, we have to, because life is going to challenge you and it's challenging us right now. And it's challenging us in a mental, emotional, spiritual, physical type of way, you know? And, and we need to look at that. We really need to look at that. Listen, we are riding on the shoulders of this earth, but we're not taking care of it. You know, we're not taking care of it. You see, um, I got to tell you something else. Um, so I stopped eating meat six months ago. You see? Wow. Um, I stopped eating meat. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. My daughter, who is, God bless her, man. She She's like my mentor. She teaches me a lot. She said, Pop, Come sit with me 
and watch this documentary. And I watched the the documentary the documentary called The Game Changer. It's on Netflix. I don't know if you've heard of it or seen it. Man. Oh yeah, it's that, produced by uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Chris Paul and all those guys. Yeah, I got and you. I wa- I watched it. Blew me away. And from that day on, I stopped eating meat and fish because even those things are contaminated. You know, you know that we produce more meat than there more more animals for meat than there are actually animals in the wild. Think about that. We Whoa. produce more more animals for food consumption than there are actual animals in the wild. You know, and just like I said earlier, just like I said earlier about these labs and how they make all these vaccines and they how they get lazy and lax and mess up and kids end up with autism. The same thing is going on with the food chain when it comes to meat and fish. You know, they some of these fish farms, they they feed pellets to fish. You know, some of these food farms, from my understanding that 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 um are farm raised fish, and then they hit them with dye, so they look like pink salmon, but it's dye, you know, chickens, you know, they inject them with stuff. That is our food chain, people. You see? So it's like, yeah, you don't you wanna eat meat? Maybe you should grow your own chickens. You know, <laughs> get an egg. Listen, a friend of mine, listen to this. A friend of mine down in Florida went to the supermarket and they have run out of chicken, right? Uh-huh. They run, the supermarket ran out of chicken. So he gets a phone call, say, yo, we're getting delivery tomorrow chicken. He goes, got chicken, got four, two chickens home. But he like, man, these chickens are kind of skinny and stuff like that. You know what they were selling? They were selling layers, chickens that lay eggs. And for for meat chickens, and my man, man said, "Dude, I have never had meat so tough in my life. Chicken. That is crazy. Yeah, you know. So we gotta educate ourselves. We really gotta educate ourselves. We gotta talk to each other about stuff. We gotta share recipes. You see, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta. Like I said, ten minutes of yoga. You know." You know, stretch your body, circulate your body, drink lots of water, drink tea, stop drinking sodas, you know, stop drinking drinks that have sugar in them. You know, I mean, really, and, and you know, it, it's sad because in this country, you know, if 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 you are a poor person, you know, and you go to the supermarket and you get one of those, what that, what, what they call those EBT cards or something like that. You know, the 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 government kind of tells you you can only eat this, 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 about. this, and this, you know, uh food stamps, you know? And 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 it's like, you know what? We're not really teaching our people how to be healthy, how to live a healthy lifestyle. We're not. You know, we are not taking care of our people in this country because this is the most industrialized, this is the most progressive country in the world, and the only country in the world 
that does not provide health care to all its citizens. But here we go, a $2 trillion, $2 trillion bailout, you know? What does that tell you? They have the money to provide all this stuff for people, but it's politics and it's about the dollar, about the Benjamin. No, it should be about taking care of our humanity, taking care of our people, making sure that our kids are eating good at school, you know, making sure that there's a good uh, uh, food chain going on, you know. Yeah, you know, um, listen, I have I have friends that have called me up to ask me, yo, my, my kid just turned 26 and she looked up getting healthcare and it's $829 a month to be covered by a health plan for one young person. Hey. $829, even if it's $500 a month. Some, some of us don't go to the hospital but once a year for a checkup. And you're going to tell me it's going to cost me $6,000 a year, $8,000 a year for one person to go for one visit? You know, but also I go back to like, we're not teaching our people how to take care of themselves. You know, exercise, breathe, eat, yoga, you know, de-stress, you know, be happy, talk to your children, learn how to make stuff together, you see. Um, that, that to me is the reality of a good society and not, and not about, and not about, oh, yo, okay, listen, we got to lift this whole social distancing so everybody could go back and hanging out and start hitting the bars and the clubs and go to the shopping malls again. Because if that happens like that, we just missed the whole lesson. We just failed. Why? Because of politicians who mislead people, who misinform people, and who don't advocate for people getting better as a people. You see? And I, it comes down. And I and I love the I love the fact that, you know, ever since we just started on this podcast and the moment that I officially uh met you, you you just been sharing information that can only enhance me and help me be better. And one of the things that you just touched on was, you know, depress. And what I think is going to happen out of this situation, if you're not going to get better, a lot of people are going to come out confused still, uh, depressed and in bad states of mind. And, And when you look at that, how important is, you know, comedy, when you talk about at a time right now where people are just looking for, you know, laughter and something different, like how important is comedy right now? Comedy is very important because we're human. You know, we laugh, we cry, we have a good time. You know, comedy is so important. It's so good to laugh. It's so good to just let loose and it's okay. It really is okay to laugh, to say a joke, to listen to a joke, to see something funny, to react to it. Why? I'm going to tell you why. Every cell in our body knows what we're thinking. So in this situation, if we're all stressed out, depressed, frustrated, 
That's how every cell in our body is reacting to that. But if we laugh, we hear a good joke, put a smile on our face, that's being conveyed to every cell that's in your body. And that makes you a healthier person, spiritually alive, emotionally alive. You know, yeah, you know, I put funny stuff out there, you see, because um, I'm not going to allow the doom and gloom to just overwhelm me and live in that. You see, like I said, being funny and hey, man, you know what? I love to dance. I put my headphones on. I dance to my salsa music. That keeps me alive. I call my mother. I call moms. And you know what? She got the radio playing at home. You know, she's listening to her salsa music. She's keeping herself alive. There are things that keep us alive. You know, on a couch does not keep us alive. You know, not to say you can't get on the couch, but, you know, laugh, sing, dance, cook something as a family, draw something, do a project together. Yeah. That, that's what it takes, you see, but also educate yourself, you know, yeah. you know, how many, you know, how many times people say, yo, how do you do this? How do you do that? Or somebody comes up with a question and I go, yo, go up on YouTube, go to YouTube university. You know, I learned to change my water filter to my home, watching a YouTube video that I didn't need to call somebody, a service guy to come in here. It's something I learned to do on my own, you know? So I'm creating my own independence, you see? Um, I put up a fixture yesterday in the barn. I didn't electrocute myself, but you know what? (laughs) You know what? I saw how it was done. I did it. I felt good about it. I said, wow, you know, a sense of accomplishment. You You made sure all the power was off first before you start messing with that stuff, right? Nah. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Absolutely. But you know, but you know, brother, it's like, it's like, like I said, you know, you and I, we live in this incredible world. We get to see places. We get to experience different cultures. You know, some of this stuff is eye-opening to us. I said, damn, man, those people, they're living a great life, and they have way less than what we have. Think about oh, wow. that. Think about that. Over here, it's like, it's great that we have all these luxuries and everything, but, you know, when shit hit the fan, like what just is going on right now, we're like, oh, you know, educate yourself. Take the time, you know? And you know what? I I, I will have to say this. There are idiots in this world that they'll hear our conversation and they'll say something like, well, why don't you go live somewhere else then? No, man. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about how we can better humanity. And there's nothing wrong with that. You don't better humanity by knocking someone who wants to better humanity because then you're not, you're not, you're not, then you're creating your own problem for yourself. You know? Um, you know, you spoke about your child, type one diabetes. God bless her, you know. Thank you. And 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 um, you know. But you, you, you saw, you, you, your family saw, we have to change our lifestyle, you know? And, and that's okay. That's okay because, you know, your child will look at you 
and the rest of your family members and say, wow, you guys really love me and care that much about me? Well, I love you back and I care so much about you. It works both ways, you know? Love is a beautiful thing, you see? And sure. sometimes we got to make those adjustments. And 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 it is all possible and it's all good, man. It's all good, you see? Man, I see that. I see that thrive and that thirst for learning. And it's a reason why for many years I've seen you in pretty much every movie. Like, where does that grind and that hustle comes from? Because, bro, you just don't stop and you don't have a drop off. You just continue well, to excel and you, you, you dominate your role in a masterful way. Well, you know, um, I'm, I'm a very down to earth person. I'm that guy that shows up and I want to be a, a team player, you know. Um, I want to compliment everything that's going on, my fellow actors, my crew, my my director, my producer, the studios and stuff like that. You know, I don't show up with baggage. I show up with the little bit of knowledge that I do have. But I, I'm an artist. I want to do my work, you know, and go home at the end of the day and feel good about it. My, my attitude... Quran has always been that, you know what? I want to be always invited to the next party. I like that. You know, I always want people to say, yo, there's a party going on next week, meaning a movie project or a TV project. You want to bounce in with us? You see, so you develop a reputation, you know? And I respect my work. I love my work. I love the people that I work with, you know? Um, it's, 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 you know, but like I said, you know, what goes around comes around. And and karma for me is a beautiful thing because you know what? I'm just spreading the love and spreading the respect and knowledge. And and I have a lot of friends, great friends in this business, you know, and I can call them up and just to say hi and stuff. Let me tell you, Karan, I pinch myself every day. I'm talking to you. I'm like, oh, man, this is <laughs> awesome. You know what I mean? This is not this is not like, hey man, what's up? I, you know, no, yeah. no. I'm excited by this. I'm excited by you, by Likewise. your story. I've heard your story. You have an incredible story. I'm proud of you. I'm proud how you took charge of your life, how you turned your life around. You've had great influences, you know. Uh once you got to that point that you had to change certain things about you, and you have, and you are a great role model. You know, you're someone that people look up to, that I look up to after I heard your story, you know? But you right. made uh, you made a conscious choice. You made a choice because you knew that the other choice, we would not be having this conversation right now. Amen. You see, same thing with me, you know? I grew up on the Lower East Side in the, in, in the 70s, man. And it was like, it was like, you could get... You could get, you could buy heroin and cocaine as easy as you can get uh, a, a, a lollipop, you know? But I didn't allow those things to influence me because I think I had much more of a conscious that I just saw what it was doing to our people and to our community, you know? Um, you know, so let me talk about that a little bit, if I may, you know? Um, Please. So, you know, um, one, one thing that I always, bothered me, you know, our educational system in this country, you know, um, 
I, I always felt that too many parents rely on an educational system to be their child's parent when they're not around. You see, I always felt that what we lacked is parents actually getting educated in parenting. You see, because there's too many kids out there in the street that are just lawless and running wild because they don't have a sense of direction. There's no leadership in their community to say, hey man, let's do the right thing. You know, let's let's get a good education. Let's become professionals. But we got to go back deeper into the root. And the root of that is parents, you know? And parents, we need to help parents so they can help guide their kids. So it's not a teacher that's guiding your kid. Teachers are great, don't get me wrong. You know, you can learn a lot. But if you don't have that support at home from parents, but also if parents don't have that support, we have what's going on in our society where the majority of people in prison are black and brown people, you know, because too many of our people fall to the wayside, you see? So, you know, you know, there, there is a, there, there's, a, there's a lack of leadership, of real leadership in our community and people speaking up about these things, you know? Um, That's real. You know, how many, how many, how many kids get a book read to them at night? You know, not many. How, how many, how, how many kids, how many kids are like, come on, I'm going to teach you how to make jello. You see, those are elements that are missing, you see. And that's why in this country, when less than 50% of people vote, that tells you a lot about how people are educated and what people care. But you know what? The less people that vote, politicians are pretty happy with that. Because they 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 just know, well, people don't care, so they don't care. Well, we're gonna do what we're gonna do, and we're gonna make all these laws and affect people, and we're gonna cut education. You know, we pay local tax, state tax, city tax, retail tax. Gas tax, tax when, you know, property tax and stuff. I mean, we pay a shitload of taxes. A shitload. Think about it. Yeah. If we pay we pay about 15, 20 different taxes. What I don't understand, if we're paying all these taxes, why can't I send my kid to a state university to get a free tuition education? Why? Can't my family have health benefits? You know, because you know what happens when some of these people go on a news channel and they start talking about these things? The first question that that those commentators, well, how are you gonna pay for it? Man, how are you gonna pay for it? That's that's the most bogus question I have ever heard. You know, how whether did they where did they get this two trillion dollars for this bailout? It's something they need. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. so, so we we need to continue to educate our people, our community, our families, parents, kids. You know, because 
as you know, yeah, I'm gonna get a little political now. You know, as long as we don't vote, we got nothing to complain about. As long as we don't vote, the prison population will remain the same. You know, so many of our kids in our communities are not gonna go to college. So many of our people won't have health benefits. You know, these pandemics will come again and we will go back into this fear panic mode. I had to Why? ask you, I, I had to ask you, like, who got you to start thinking like this? Like, because you have so many layers in the information that you're dropping. You're so informed with what you're talking about. Who was a mentor or somebody that tapped you on the shoulder and it said, Luis, think like this, or this is what it is, or was it something that you just experienced through trial and error that made you think like this and start talking uh, and believing? Um, a lot of it was trial and error. A lot of it was reading, picking up books. Uh, a lot of it was my sons, my daughters, you know, uh, talking to me. Uh, check this out, Pop read this article, look at this video, you know? And a lot of it also just comes from being able just to reflect and to see what's gone on in, in my lifetime. Listen, in my lifetime, that was Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, Bobby Kennedy, you know, Barack Obama, you know, there was there was there was Hurricane Maria, you know, there was there was so many things, you know. There was a riot, you know, uh, so many things that have happened. And so when you take the time to just look at these things and think about these things and say, oh, man, this life is real and we're living in it. Well, what am I going to do as a human being to make this world a better place? Not only for myself, because it's not just about me, but for my family, for my friends, for my whole community. You know, that's the mentality. You know, it's not about me. You know, this is not about my ego. This is not about me stroking myself. This is about, you know what? I am here to learn and I am here to teach. I don't have the answers for everything. I don't know everything, but I know a few things. I'm willing to ask questions. I'm willing to listen and I'm willing to learn. That kind of attitude will, will, will like your horizons, your... Your your listen, knowledge is power. I I learned that when I was 17 years old. One of my friends told me that knowledge is power. And the more, more knowledge you the more knowledge you have, the more power you have. You know? But but like I said, you know, we as the people, me, you, so many people throughout our community, you know, we gotta be the teachers, you know. We gotta be the advocates. You see, we gotta, we gotta tell, you know, I gotta tell my people in the projects, yo, we gotta vote because your neighborhood is being gentrified and you don't have a voice in it because you're not using your voice, your voice. You're not using your power, the power of the vote. It's real. Yeah. It's real. We don't vote. The system happy with people not 
in large numbers. Large numbers. I think a whole lot. There'd be so many things different. You know. Um, you know. You look at the. You look. You look at the south. You're, you're from the south, right? Yeah. You look at the south. The south has a lot of. There's a lot of poverty in the south. Yeah. A, a lot of poverty, but. I don't understand why a place like the South would be so right wing. You know, uh, there are more people in the South on food stamps that lack health care than any other place in the country. But why do they vote that way? You see, it's like a contradiction. Why? Because there's so many other people that just gave up on the system to say, you know what, I'm not going to vote. If those people took on a different attitude, I guarantee you the South would not be what it is today and people will be elevated educationally, spiritually, emotionally, and health-wise. That had to change. As long as it doesn't change, all those people remain the same. Change. You see? Like I said, it's 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 a real disconnect, you know. And and um I will say this, you know, um uh i don't i don't i don't believe in the presidency of this country at this moment uh uh i never realized that we in my lifetime listen let alone in my lifetime I, I never thought i would see a black man as president it happened i was really proud of that I, you and me I both really, <laughs> i was really proud i was really proud for this country and how the, the world embraced us because they said, oh wow you know but what has happened in man, like we went back into the dark ages, you know, people got licensed now to be racist, you know, and it's okay, you know, and, 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 you know, we lost our humility. We really have because, you know, we have a guy who's all about him and his ratings and what's fake media and all this and all that. But you know what? Look at how many people he has fired. Look at how many people he has disconnected. Look at how many people that he is connected to have been found guilty, you know? And it's like, and hold it, there's a part of America that is embracing this that is okay with this, you see? Listen, it's like, yeah, so the stock market is going up. There's still 18 million unemployed people. So who's that benefiting? Who's the stock market benefiting? Is it benefiting those people making $15 an hour? You know, is it, is it, is it, benefiting, is it benefiting people that are like a one or two paychecks away from being dead broke? Those are the things we need to address. You want a good economy? You want to educate people? Take care of those people. Educate them. Provide them with health care. You know, don't politicize it. Do it. You know, you could give an extra $500 billion, $500 billion for more defense. What are we defending? You know, we need to take care of our people right here. 
It's real. Right here. You know? I mean, listen, you know, I'm not a communist. I'm not a socialist. You know, I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. I'm not a, I'm a human being. I'm a human being that cares about humanity. You know, you want to label me? Human, okay? Human. Right here. You see? And there's many people like me and you. You see? Yes, sir. That's that to me, that to me is what it is, man. You know? It's like, why can't we take care of our people? You know, what is wrong with providing a free college tuition to young people? Don't we want to be a better country? Don't we want to be, you know, on top of it? Then let's take care of our people. You know? Why don't put them in position? No, man. You know, because there is a disparity. There is a disparity. Huge. And and it's like, and it's like, and it's like you got a guy in the White House, and it's all about him. The man knows nothing about science. The man knows nothing about nature. You know, and nature and science right now. Is throwing a lot of shit at him, and he's not handling it. You know, he's not handling it. You know, uh, the the okay, the intelligence report back in November saying we should be worried about a pandemic coming. Back in November, okay, he dismissed it. Yeah, with real live, real time data. <laughs> yeah, no yeah. kidding. You know, and 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 then and then he got rid of that office that deals with pandemics. How do you do that? And you know what his excuse was? Oh, because we were trying to save money. Oh wait, you're trying to save money. You're losing lives. People mm-hmm. are dying. But hold up, you just increased the military budget by five hundred billion dollars. Where's your priority, dude? What are you thinking? You're thinking. All about yourself, and that's it, you know. And the people in this country are the ones that are suffering, you know. It's not about an economy; it's about humanity. You know what? An economy will take care of itself as long as you take care of its people. And if you don't take care of its people, you're going to come back, and it's going to come back, you know. But people need to take charge. People need to vote. And and that's where you have your power. You really do. You see, you really do in the South. You know, the South, the South could have turned this whole presidency upside down. Yeah. This guy should not have been president. You know, because if there's actual numbers that will say how many people did not vote from state to state. And they'll show, oh, he won by 50,000 votes, but 500,000 people did not vote. Thinking that they vote didn't matter. Your vote matters. Every vote vote matters. You know? Um, but look, brother, in, in, in reality, we are good people. You know? You are a good person. You're a great dad. Myself included in that. There's so many great people in this country that want to do good for our country. And uh, we need to honor that, you know? It's not about one person, you know? 
you know, it doesn't say on a dollar bill, in God I trust. It says in God we trust. That's real. You know? And and, and um, it should be about that. It should not be about stroking some guy's ego because, because he thinks he had the answers. No, he does not have the answers. He will never have the answers. You know, he's, you know, you, like, a, what, what is $1,200 going to do for a family or for? Not you much. Know? You know, what is, you know, not their, their rent is $1,200, <laughs> if not more, you know, their bills, you know, you know, what's going to happen to all those people and their families that, well, uh, your mom, your dad, your brother, your sister, your uncle, your aunt, they died, but um, there's a medical bill. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You know, see, we got the priorities are wrong in this country. It's not, it's not about serving the people, you know, and 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 the people need to take charge and 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 change that. When you I know, and, when when I look at all the things that you've done in the past and things that I've been told about you. Uh, Ultimately, you've always been charitable. You always serve the people. You always given back. You know, what do you want to be remembered for most? And as your legacy continues and what have you done in the past, what do you ultimately want your legacy to be? That I was a good that I was a good man, that I was a good person. Um that I was the best father I could be, that I was the best son I could be, that I cared, that I cared about people, um, and I was a badass dancer, <laughs> <laughs> and a badass cook, and, um, and that I was always willing to step up for people. You know, and I get that from my mom. That's powerful. That's powerful, yeah. brother. And I've I've seen you on the stage with some of the some of the A listers and yourself included. Is you are a lister as well. And some of the projects that you worked on from ranging from Boogie Nights and being next to Mark Wahlberg, George Clooney, Leonardo, Eddie Murphy, and all these films. What was your best experience or one of your best moments that you could tell us about about from one of those films that you played in? I guess one of my best experiences was when I got the role of Pachanga in Calito's Way. Yeah, that's and, my favorite uh, movie. And uh, <laughs> I found myself working with someone who I idolized, Al Pacino. And uh, yeah, man, that that was like wow, you know. But um, but I've been like really fortunate too, man. Like you know, I. Gotten to work three films with Paul Thomas Anderson, three films with Steven Stoderberg, you know, like you say, you know, working with people like George Clooney, Adam Sandler, Don Cheeto, you know, you know, Marsha Gay Harden, you know, William Allen Young, you know, right. Boris Koji. I mean, I we could sit here all day and I could run, you know, I, I'm just really humbled and, 
you know, shit, I got to work with Dustin Hoffman. I got to work with Jack Nicholson, you know, John Turturro, you know. Um, and it just really humbles me, man. You know, I get a, I get a real kick out of it. You know, um, I'm, I'm, <clears throat> I, uh, I'm very fortunate. I'm very fortunate to have done the things that I've done and, and I'm grateful and I'm really humbled by it. You know, but like I said, I always showed up to do my job, to do my work, you know, to be on point and, uh, you know, there's no, there's no diva in me. <laughs> no, no, you real, you authentic, bro. And it, it comes across extremely well. And I got to ask you this because when they said that's a wrap or cut or whatever, after you got done filming Carlito's way, did you know, like, bro, that, that was, that, this is going to be a classic. Like, did you just feel that? Um, I did not know what was going to happen you know because the industry is very in, in, interesting you know you might do a movie and say oh man this is going to blow the lid off and everything this is going to go great and everything just fizzles out you know this one you know look man we had Al Pacino we had Sean Penn we had um, um, Brian De Palma we had uh, Martin Bregman producing it you know, so we, you know, we had like a real powerhouse, you know, we had myself, we had John Leguizamo. And when the movie came out, bro, and it was like, everybody loves a good gangster flick, you know? And so, you know, listen, people don't even know my name, but they, but they know who Pachanga is, you know? <laughs> you know, it's Pachanga. That's real. You know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> And then, yo, and, and people, so many people go go to me. Yo, man, why do you do that to Carlito? And I go, <laughs> cause it bees that way sometimes. <laughs> and you know what? That that term that I said just now, we, we was um, we were doing some ADR. You know, we um, some voiceover stuff for the movie. Uh-huh. And there was that there was that one moment, and Brian De Palma says, "Could you say something here?" There was an empty space, and my I was off camera, and I go, yeah, I could say something. So what are you gonna say? I said, it be that way, Papi, and that. But the, but but it's a real term that I grew up hearing in the neighborhood from some of the other guys, you know. Oh. And 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 I used it, you know. And and like I said, you know, people love that movie. People refer to me from to that movie a lot. It was a great movie. It was a great opportunity for me. I don't know if you know this, Quran, but before I got into this business, I was a social worker. I was working with kids between 17 and 21-year-old on the Lower East Side of New York City. I never aspired to be an actor. I never was thinking about it, dreaming about it. Um, some stuff, but it was more of a hobby. It was more about helping out some of my neighborhood friends who used to write a play or shoot a little movie with nothing. And I would just volunteer. And um, and uh, the way I got into the business to what I call the major leagues, right, is that uh, one day a couple of kids, teenagers, didn't show up to my program. And I went into the street looking for them. 
and uh, I ran into a friend of mine, and I hadn't seen him in a few years. Uh, his name is Miguel Pinero. And uh, he said, yo, I'm ready for a TV show, and they're coming to New York, and they're going to be looking for people, see if you could get a part. I didn't think nothing of it. I went in, I made a phone call to the number he gave me. Man, three weeks later, I'm co-starring on the season premiere of Miami Vice. I had no clue what I was oh, doing, my brother. That's no, crazy. No, and, and and you know all I want, and, and it's a true story. I said this story a million times. All I wanted to get out of it was enough money to buy me a used car so I can drive to the beach on the weekends and I have to take the train or the bus. But I was happy being a social worker. I was happy serving my community. But, you know, I did Miami Vice and um, I wasn't committed to becoming a full-time actor at that point. You know, I would get little parts here and there and it was just subsidizing my salary as a social worker. And um, one thing led to another and then I took that leap of faith to say, you know what? going to be my jive. And that's what I did. And you know what? I never forget where I come from. I grew up on the Lower East Side. I still go to my neighborhood. I still go back to where I was a social worker to say hi to people, you know, to talk to the young people, you know, because it's like the most important aspect of my life or my legacy is I never forget where I come from, you know? And, um, because that means a lot to my people, to my people in my neighborhood, to my friends, you know, it's like, wow, man, Louis never forgot, you know? And that's, you know, because, you know, we hit a certain status and people do look up to us. So it's important that we position ourselves to get back, you know? That's real. Mm -hmm. Man, I I, I just want to say, you know, this conversation, I know I've, learned so much about you, about the world, about how I can enhance my family, how I can enhance myself, how I can enhance my community, and how I can be a, even a bigger asset. And I just want to thank you, you know, for this this priceless time and this moment. Uh, you know, during the midst of this pandemic, man, you taking time and planting this seeds and uh, of information and this wealth of knowledge that you just dropped on us on the Tough Juice podcast. So I appreciate you. And uh, I look forward to meeting you in person someday, bro. And this was completely and truly an honor. Well, thank you, brother. And you know what? I can't wait to meet you. And hopefully we'll just be able to give each other a brother. And we'll be okay. Yes, you sir. Um, I want to tell you my love to you, my love to your family. You know, my blessings. And uh, again, thank you for having me on. Um, and just reach out to me anytime, bro. You know where to find me. Likewise, bro. Feeling is mutual, man. Take care. Be safe out there. And I'll see you soon. All right, brother. Peace. All right, take care.